From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. Well, in the world of media, major piece of news coming out this morning. Rupert Murdoch is stepping down as chairman of the boards of Fox and News Corp following a nearly seven-decade career and will become chairman emeritus of each company. His son, Lachlan Murdoch, will become sole chairman of News Corp and continue as executive chair and chief executive officer of Fox, the company said. Succession. Big, big, big time succession in the real world. You need perspective on a story like this. There's only one person to go to, in my opinion, and that is Brian Stelter. Uh, he is a Walter Shorenstein uh, fellow at Harvard University. Uh, most of our audience knows him as a former chief media correspondent at CNN. I also know him as a former media reporter at the New York Times, so he is the voice to go to. Brian, uh, Rupert Murdoch defines media mogul. Uh, so pretty big move here today. It is. And, and in some ways it is surprising because Rupert Murdoch always said that he would never retire. That's what <laughs> uh, son Lachlan said about a decade ago as well. Lachlan was clearly being groomed to be the successor that's been in place for a few years. Today just affirms and confirms that Lachlan is the chosen son. But all along, Lachlan had to share power with his father. And the idea was that Rupert would never retire. Well, today is the closest thing to retirement that we're ever going to see from Rupert. Uh, his allies are calling it more of a semi-retirement. He is saying he'll be very involved, watching, reading, responding, giving feedback. But this is clearly a, a, a turning point moment for both News Corporation and Fox Corporation uh, to have Rupert moving off the board as a chairman, moving into an emeritus, emeritus role. Uh, there is obviously no coming, no turning back from this. And now this uh, cements Lachlan as the leader of both companies for better or worse. And I think there's a grand debate to be had about Lachlan's leadership, uh, the pros and cons, and, and what it means for shareholders. You know, there are a lot of businesses in which it doesn't really matter who's the CEO or the chairman. If you've got uh, somebody holding a big stake in the company, he's still the boss or she's still the boss. Um, is that the case here? Does Rupert Murdoch have to be chairman uh, and CEO to run the business or is he still in charge of the family? Uh, he's still in charge of the family and he still controls the trust. And, and that is the part of this that is very much like HBO's succession. Uh, you know, the, the storyline on succession is very much how it works in the in the Murdoch family. Uh, there are a bunch of votes of the trust. The trust controls both Fox and News Corps. And in the event of Rupert Murdoch's death, there will be a battle for control of both companies within the Murdoch family. Uh, people may know that the outlines of this four adult children, uh, two of whom Rupert, uh, James and Lachlan have been warring, have been battling for years. Also two uh, women, Elizabeth and Prudence. Uh, in the event of Rupert's death, they each get one vote. 
and so there is no tiebreaker. Uh, there will be some sort of reorganization of the companies in the event of Rupert's death. But it's important to note in the memo this morning, he says he is in robust health and he's been around the Fox studio lot in Los Angeles this week, according to my sources. So uh, I think what we're seeing today is a sort of confirmation that Lachlan is the chosen one of the father. But that does not mean uh, that there could not be any number of changes in the years to come. Brian, is there any reason to believe that with this news today that there could be any change in editorial view strategy at Fox? Right. I think that's one of the most interesting questions. And uh, the, the initial answer is no, uh, because Lachlan Murdoch uh, is as conservative and in some ways more conservative than his father. They, they have many of the same political views. They both have some distaste for Donald Trump. Rupert Murdoch, much more critical of Trump than Lachlan has been, at least uh, as, as far as we know. But both men, although uh, critical of Trump, are definitely and defiantly conservative. I don't think we're going to see the brands change direction in a dramatic way. What we might see, and this is the question mark and what I'm really curious about is what will Lachlan Murdoch um, maybe more free, not entirely freed of his father, but perhaps more free than he has been. Uh, does he have uh, plans he like to put in place? Does he have business ventures or, or strategic shifts that he's not been able to pull off because of his dad? Uh, you know, we, we know the general direction is the same, right? Uh, toward streaming, uh, toward getting Google and Facebook to pay for News Corp's properties. You know, all of that will continue. But, you know, I will, I guess, are we going to see Lachlan emerge from his dad's shadow now, I think is an open question. How do you think uh, when we look back on this, Brian, I know you've got so much uh, history and experience with uh, the Murdoch family and the News Corporation. How do you think Rupert goes down in history? Certainly when I think about, you know, the media moguls, Sumner Redstone, Ted Turner, you know, a couple of others, John Malone. He's right there at the top of the mountain. Uh, yes, in moving us from a broadcast to a cable and then a digital world, absolutely. There are some accomplishments that you have to give credit for. The creation of the Fox Broadcast Network. You know, we wouldn't have The Simpsons, uh, you know, and Family Guy. There's there's a lot, that is so much that has Rupert Murdoch's fingerprints. Of course, that well, also includes right, Fox Well, the all right, Brian. I mean, he's created an entire political movement. Doesn't it feel like that? It does. We would not have had a Donald Trump presidency without Rupert Murdoch and Fox News. Uh, the polarization of Fox News, but also the diversity of voices. You know, we could argue in any number of directions, but the impact is very clear and spread out all around the world, including in Australia and the UK and other markets. Uh, you know, there's a satellite network. A lot of that is, is a part of Rupert Murdoch's legacy. Now, I would say on the business front, he had impeccable timing selling most yep. of Fox to Disney about five years ago, uh, you know, providing more firepower for Disney in the stream wars, but also getting out of some declining businesses. If you look at the stock for Fox Corporation in the five years since it was spun out, you know, it's down 23, 24% over five years. Uh, News Corporation has fared somewhat better. But if you're an investor in these companies, you are not altogether pleased by Rupert Murdoch's performance in recent years, uh, as these companies have faced headwinds of the Apples and the Disney's and the Google's, these much bigger giants that now control the media and tech landscape. And Brian, that kind of calls into question, again, a lot of folks say maybe Rupert was the smartest person in the room selling to Bob Iger when he did. What does Bob Iger and Disney do now? Because they've said, unlike Rupert, we're staying. We're going to try to evolve and, and compete in this new media world. How do you think that plays out for Bob Iger? 
Right. And to me, I think about it as a consumer. How attached am I to Disney as a consumer? How invested am I? How much do I have to spend to go to Disney World, Disneyland? How much do I have to pay for Disney Plus? And I think Disney has its hooks in consumers uh, better than any of these other media companies. Uh, that's why when I look at this landscape, it's it's Disney and, of course, Netflix uh, that would be the ones that I would be wanting to bet on. That said, the challenges are enormous. Uh, he is saddled by assets like the ABC television network that are no longer deemed desirable and uh, how he's going to navigate out of that you know to me it's a very treacherous one two years ahead to me in 10 years i'd still rather be disney because they're still going to have their hooks in so many families that have to go meet mickey mouse uh, but in that short term that short term is so so murky is there a future or what is the future for cable news do you think for cable news, well, Fox News is the strongest of the pack. Uh, all of these companies are facing secular challenges. We know about the headwinds. Uh, but, you know, Fox News, for all of its faults, and I believe there are many, it has a captive and loyal audience almost like anything else <laughs> in television or in media. And I, I do see some challenges around the edges. Tucker Carlson's firing did cause a ratings drop. But most of those viewers have actually come back to Fox News. Yep. So uh, if you were betting on a cable channel out there, you'd probably be betting on Fox News. Again, for better or worse, uh, right now, they're, they're getting ready for their next GOP debate. Uh, the Republican Party gave Fox the first two debates, not Newsmax, not Rumble, not some far-right internet stream. Re Republican Party still went back to Fox. So that alliance is still very real and very strong and, frankly, very profitable for Laughlin and Rupert. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you uh, giving us a few minutes of your time. Brian Stelter, he's a Walter Shorenstein Fellow at Harvard University uh, and a former chief media correspondent at CNN, also a former media reporter with the New York Times, so certainly has the, the chops to give us a, a, his perspective. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.